Good evening, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? <laughs> Just lost wallet, not so good. <laughs> yeah, but I can uh, give you permission to check your handphone. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So, what is today's date? Today is the 27th of June. We are at page 124. So, last week we went through the seven kinds of wives and Sipu uh, shared how, while well, the Sutta is about the seven kinds of wives, some of the uh, qualities that is mentioned, uh, some are positive, some are negative, and in a way, it can apply to both men and women today. Yeah. So, <clears throat> today we go on to the next section in this chapter. This chapter is the happiness visible in this present life. Yeah. So, previously in the uh, forward, uh, the introduction, it mentions about, <clears throat> about how there are uh, three kinds of happiness. Yeah, the first is the happiness that you can actually have in the present life. The second is future happiness, future life, that means happy rebirth. And the third is the ultimate happiness, Nibbana. Yeah. Or, rightly speaking, the cessation of suffering. Yeah. So, the Buddha didn't just teach the cessation of suffering. He also didn't just teach law of karma, talking about uh, next life. He actually spent quite a bit of time yeah, on uh, the happiness that is visible in this present life. Yeah. So not just or oh, some metaphorical or you know very subtle happiness, but very <coughs> very clear, very visible yeah, that you can have in this life. Yeah. So, section 3, present welfare, future welfare. On one occasion, the Blessed One was dwelling among the Kodians, where there was a market town of the Kodians named Kakarapata. Then the Kodian family man, Diga Janu, approached the Blessed One, paid homage to him and sat down to one side. So seated, he said to the Blessed One, Venerable Sir, we are lay people who enjoy sensual pleasures, dwelling at home with a, in a bed crowded with children, enjoying fine sandalwood, wearing garlands, sands and unguents, accepting gold and silver. Let the Blessed One teach the Dharma to us in a way that will lead to our welfare and happiness, both in the present life and in the future life as well. So this is the opening. Uh, the Buddha, the Blessed One, <coughs> was dwelling among the Kolians. Yeah. So um, the the Buddha don't always spend his time in the forest. Yeah. He will move from places to places. Sometimes staying in the forest sometimes staying just in the outskirts of the uh, town or city, sometimes within the town itself. Yeah? 
In other cases, he may be invited to stay over in a new, newly constructed town hall or a residence. <coughs> so here, there's this market town of the Kolians. Yeah, so uh, this person, Janu, uh, talked to the Buddha. Yeah, so he came, paid homage, sat to one side, and then proceeded to up to to talk to the Buddha. And then he declared that as a, as lay people who enjoy <clears throat> that they are lay people who enjoy sensual pleasures. Now, what are sensual pleasures? Pleasures that arise from the eyes, nose, tongue, body. So these are the considered sensual pleasures. Basically, a pleasure resulting from the first five senses. First five sense, sense base, <clears throat> and not just that, dwelling at home. Yeah. So, zai jia ju si, zai jia. So, having a home, having a house, a householder, mm. and then this this man go into more details, dwelling at home in a bed crowded with children. Yeah. So <clears throat> these are the things that lay people enjoy, having to enjoy themselves through their senses, and then having children. Yeah. Uh, of course, in urbanized cities, developed countries, the the birth rate tend to be quite low. Yeah. So modern city city dwellers uh, derive pleasure in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Agrarian society, uh, people living in agrarian society tend to derive uh, joy and pleasure from having children. Yeah. Um, here I'm not going to go into how that is right or wrong yeah, and talk about the society implication. That's a Dharma talk by itself. Eh? Uh, but just to highlight that, uh, that, there's, that there's this shift. Yeah, there's this shift. Uh, so back in the Buddha's time, uh, India was an agrarian society and until today for the most part because India is not a huge country but not small as well yeah. uh, except for New Delhi and some of the major cities where <coughs> very smart intellect are involved in high-tech trades financial institutions and so on the rest are mostly farmers actually yeah. so enjoying fine sandalwood Wearing garlands, scents, and unguents. Yeah, so these are all the things that you would be familiar uh, in the eight precepts. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, from what I remember, it it is uh, referring to those. You notice these are all to do with the scent. Yeah. So this is some kind of uh, I think like a maybe like a uh, cream or powder of of some sort. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, these are a whole list of items that they they, they uh, use fine sandalwood. Yeah, wearing garlands. Garlands would be the flowers. Yeah, uh, in the Chinese culture, uh, we're not so used to wearing garlands. Uh. usually when you see garland, it means dong dong chang. But in India, in Sri Lanka. 
the moment you arrive, they give you the, the flowers. Yeah. So <clears throat> then uh, you have sands, you have unguents, uh, something like those things that basically um, uh, that they apply on themselves. So, besides that, accepting gold and silver. Uh, so, in the in other sutta, is this accepting gold and silver is linked to the first point, uh, enjoyment of sensual pleasures. Uh, the Buddha declared, "He who accept gold and silver, enjoys sensual pleasures." Yeah. Now. Um, the, the statement itself is actually in reference to lay people. Yeah? Because lay people, uh, through the acceptance of gold and silver, use it to procure sensual pleasures. Yeah? Um, when we think about sensual pleasures, we tend to think about enjoyment. Yeah? Uh, but if you think about it, when you, have a, when you go to the toilet to pee, in a way, it's a form of sensual pleasure because you relieve yourself of the physical discomfort. Yeah? Even if you have chabihun, in a way, it's a form of pleasure. Yeah? You just eat chili, pleasure. Aircon, pleasure. Yeah? Virtually anything that is in touch with your senses, yeah? that is not uh, painful, not neither painful nor pleasure, um, is pleasure. Yeah? So, <clears throat> you rarely use money, gold and silver refers to money, you rarely use money to buy something that doesn't increase your pleasure level. Yeah. At least to remove something. Yeah. At least it must be to remove something. Yeah. So uh, sorry? Central pleasure is central pleasure. What's your question? There's only three kinds of feelings. Huh? If it's not pain, not neither painful nor pleasure, then it must be pleasure. Huh? <coughs> Can someone check the word ungood just to make sure that we get the correct dictionary meaning? Yeah. I didn't bring my phone today. Because these are, most of these are, yes, what is it? Some is greasy or viscous substance used as treatment. Like a paste kind of thing. Can be, can be, 
yeah, I think these are all, this should all, in this case, uh, should be some different kind of scent. But the first one is sandalwood where you you don't, you just, you know, smell or you can burn. Then garlands is the flower, is fresh scent. Then scent is like, usually is the scent powder yeah, or uh, other forms. Then unguents is basically the taste that you... Oh, must. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. of course, if it's today, then it's, the list will go on for five pages. Huh? <laughs> please, please uh, forgive my posture because my back is killing me. I have to lean back. Yeah. Uh, in the in the Buddhist tradition, when we are teaching, my sit up right actually. Yeah, if I sit up right, I will, I will, I cannot concentrate. Hard to. So let the blessed one teach the Dharma to us in a way. Ah, do you have? Oh, good. Yeah. <笑>一次過喝太多了可以這樣太寒了整條他就下腰那邊下腰整個哇剛才他們建議了幾樣東西我會去試試看然後再讓人們知道如果明天我沒有來上課你們就知道了行不通<笑> Calvin? Huh? The driver? Oh. Yeah. Hey, you can contact Greg. You can contact Greg. And and Greg will no you contact Greg. Greg will Greg will send them a because it might not be So, uh, hey, Kevin went to toilet, huh? Yeah. Okay, we wait for him, huh? Huh? Is he going to call the toilet or is he going to call the toilet? Call the toilet. So, he has to call the toilet or he has to call the toilet? Yes, yes, yes. He has to call the Uh, 
It's basically a cream paste kind of thing. <coughs> yeah, doesn't mean it's moisturizer. That's not the full same moisturizer, but it's. <laughs> yeah, so the whole series are all with fragrance. No, they, 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 they have it open, but uh, I never bring my phone. They actually have the full row of the. They take all the way to the top. Yeah, so it's like a tunnel. Then when they are leaving, then they take out everything. Uh, but the, a lot of things are covered. Uh. Quite, quite nicely done. No, no, no. It's just redoing the toilet surface. Yeah, because the, there's water seepage uh, leaking. Yes. I think it's true. No, the whole block. The whole block. Uh, yeah, whole block. So standard procedure, they do very yeah. And they Because at the same time, they are redoing the, the piping. So they are changing the whole piping. Then at the same time, they check for water leakage. So one time you know, yeah, because it has to be one whole, one whole shot in one and the same time you can measure. Yeah, 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 Oh, 
直接，不懂的，没事，你回去试试看。别让他学，别让他学，懂吗？应该去大陆。如果是你你你酸痛啊，你弄那个包应该特别舒服吧？哦，应该特别舒服啊，因为很烧的嘛，很烧嘛，就好像那个红红砖啊，烧烤啊，最好是去。哈哈哈小心谨慎，小心谨慎，对对对,对,对，不要用用力，稍微稍微对了。后面这一点怎么看？不，如果是发烧哈，小孩子发烧，我们就用那个来，对吧？哦，这样。好，我我我，因为我小小孩子哈，他他用姜啊，啊姜姜姜。看，看不见啦。让让让，给他让让他，给他红红红，啊对，就就是哇，很凉啊。哦，把那个热气散出来。哦。没有，这还会有一些热气不过那是一个卡，哪里吃了呢？一个卡的手，对不对？什么？什么？吃啥？发烧、高低啊，这不紧要，这不也是内部没菜，就是什么根本都出来。Westing is another passenger that ticket. Oh, the passenger also can return to the other. Okay, so we continue now. Then later you all explain to Joey the things I cover. <laughs> so, let the Blessed One teach the Dharma to us in a way that will lead to our welfare and happiness both in the present life and the future life as well. So he is not just asking for happy, welfare and happiness in the present life, but also in the future life. So the Buddha replies, There are Bhyaga Paja, this, uh, there are Paja, four things that lead to the welfare and happiness of a family man in this very life. What for? The accomplishment of persistent effort, the accomplishment of protection, good friendship, and balanced living. And what is the accomplishment of persistent effort? Here, Bhyagapaja, whatever may be the means by which a family man earns his living, whether by farming, trade, cattle raising, archery or civil service, or by some other craft, he is skillful and diligent. He investigates the appropriate means and is able to act and arrange everything properly. This is called the accomplishment of persistent effort. Uh, this is actually one of the sutta I, I was thinking of sharing in the SGC. Yeah. Because sometimes people ask, 
uh, eh, Sifu, how come like my work is not so smooth? Or there are some who even resign from their work uh, without finding a job and then they come and see me. Uh, and then when I ask them, they tell me about what happened. So I said, what happened? Like, your boss? Or oh, then they say, oh, my boss, wow, very jealous. So I say, oh, in what way is your boss very jealous? And he say, my boss asked me to do something. I feel that it shouldn't be done that way. So I do it in a different way. So my boss called me over and asked me why I do it in a different way. So I was not happy, so I resigned. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I have counseled many different individuals. <laughs> yeah. In those days, if you resign, you cannot get a job. These days, these days, huh? You resign, you get another job. Yeah. So, my, my point is that I've uh, I've rarely counseled anybody for work where they give me a situation where I say, where I honestly feel like, yeah, hmm, I think, okay, that there were cases, uh, not, not, not none, but in many cases, the individual has unrealistic expectation of the work. Yeah. So if you look at this, what does the Buddha say about about uh, work. Yeah. He says that you should have uh, persistence of effort yeah, as far as your work is concerned. But it's not just so good, so bad. Yeah, it's not just wow, do OT, do OT, or just anything, just do, 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 do. But his, what does he say? He say, whatever may be the means by which a family man earns the living. Yeah, so then he lists down all the different traits. He is skillful and diligent. Not just diligent, not just skillful, but skillful and diligent. Meaning that you should know your trade. You should know it well. Yeah, you should master your trade. Um, I've ever counseled one person. He was in the in the organization for maybe about two years. And then he says that he feels very stressed. Have you ever heard of anyone being stressed at work? Say yes. 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 <laughs> I'm the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this person told me that he feels very stressed and I so I sat down with him, take notes. And then he tell me why he's I asked him why he's stressed. And he said because he uh, oftentimes he has to firefight and and then I say, Why do you have to firefight? He said, Because there's always like some things that is you know, he's not clear how to do it. Yeah, there's always some things that crop up, and then he don't know how to do it. But then he also like he he's he's not trained to to do it. So then, at some point, then I asked him how long he has been at the job. Then he said two years. Initially, my my thought was, oh, maybe the company or organization doesn't have proper training processes. But then when he tell me that he has been in the company for two years, that's where I'm like, two years, two years you should have at least mastered your scope already. Now, in fact, 
uh, a person who is uh, uh, who is how do I put it? Uh, uh, good point. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to put it in a way that is uh, that doesn't set too high an expectation. But for a person who is conscientious and diligent, uh, maybe after three months, you are able to get started. Yeah, at least do what you are supposed to be tasked. But because you have not gone through a, a one-year cycle, yeah, so there may be things that you haven't encountered. But within the first few months, three to six months, you should roughly know certain things. Yeah, but after one year, you should at least have some okay. And but the first year is only just going through the first time, so you can still say that wow, first time going through it. Yeah. But second time is to really hone, you know, and reach a certain level of competency and mastery. And that's why typically uh, for someone who is capable, after maybe about a year or two, should be, uh, may, be may be able to be considered for, let's say, a, man, uh, a team lead or to guide the new, newer ones. So I told him, well, after two years, how can you still say that there are certain processes that you don't know how to handle? Said, because my boss, you know, never teach me. So I said, okay. Um, so I just went through the standard list I always ask people. Um, can you at least list down what are the things that you are supposed to do on a daily basis, first of all? And many times when I go through this standard list, uh, the person would go like, uh, no, but very complicated one. And I'm like, you know what example I always give people when we talk about work? I will look at the person and ask them, is your work more complicated than sending a man onto the moon? <laughs> if it's not, then it's probably doable. <laughs> Question is how you approach it. Yeah. So the standard list is, the first thing is your daily task, then your weekly task, monthly task, quarterly, annual or by annual. I mean pretty standard stuff. Yeah. Um, some 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 work is basically operational and there's no difference between today and, and six months later. Every day you're doing the same thing. Then it's just daily tasks. Yeah. But once you move to executive usually you you you, sh you your job would involve more than that. Uh, the the point is sometimes people when they come to religion then th th there seems to be a disconnect. Yeah, a disconnect that um, it's almost as though oh I become a Buddhist or I'm a Buddhist I pray then I don't have to have all this worldly skill you know somehow I pray on them the boss will just take care of me everything will be smooth but never consider that the person don't improve themselves or or herself yeah uh, in terms of the skill set then you know, so here, he is skillful and diligent. He investigates the appropriate means. Huh. So it doesn't mean that, oh, you are skillful, then end of story, you know. Every six months, every one year, you must go and, or in, in fact, on an ongoing basis, we should always spend some time to find out, hey, or even just think, is there a better way to do what I'm doing? Huh, go ahead. Yeah. Is there a better way to do what I'm doing? 
uh, are there new techniques or new approaches in the industry? Yeah. Uh, of course, I know uh, that sometimes in the corporate world, your colleagues may not be so eager to be so eager to share with you the best practices. Yeah. Uh, but oh, this is very easy, but. So, so the uh, yeah. So, investigating the appropriate means. Then, and is able to act and arrange everything properly. Yeah. Uh, so the Buddha, uh, many times you look at the Pali Canon, you look at the Sutta, uh, or Sutra for that matter, the Buddha uh, don't say, oh, this person, how to be successful at work, uh, you must chant Tapito <laughs> every day, <laughs> or you must chant Tapmutasa every day, then somehow miraculously, you blur blur in, blur blur out, or then get promoted. Yeah, it's unrealistic to think that way. Yeah, exactly. Work is work. Yeah, <笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑> And is able to act. <笑>开过可以的可以的你只要不是用过就可以了 有看近点,舍利佛尊者的母亲就有一次,就是他托波他请他进来,然后呢,就插他。就是,so <笑> the, the Venerable Sariputra's mother actually then criticized him, saying, Aya, some people, yeah, their own house has wealth, has mountain of, of gold and silver, as delicacy and so on, but choose to uh, go from huh? yeah, they found it. Sadhu 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 Sadhu
So later you can directly go and collect. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can, can, no problem. Yeah, can, can. Ask him to come back to you. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just call, call him to say, hey, I, I take another ride. <laughs> Wait, 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 sorry, let me finish the part. So, the Venerable Sariputra's mother then criticized him, saying that uh, instead of having enjoying your wealth, you choose to ordain and then go door to door and receive overnight uh, porridge, cold and, you know, swan fan, sour rice. Yeah, so it means that it's like left overnight, you know. Yeah. That's why uh, sometimes, <coughs> sometimes for... I mean, of course, in today's context, most lay people wouldn't think of, uh, oh, so feel like so fun, right? Can't think of Yeah, but actually, that is that was the norm, and why? Because it is not a given that there will be monks coming. Yeah, that's the whole point of arms round. It's actually a random, random thing. Happen to pass by, happen to give, and that's why you are allowed to accept me. That's why. You, because I happen to come by and you happen to have the meat available. Then you whatever you give wasn't cute for me, you see. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> so that's the first accomplishment of persistent effort. Yeah. So if you if you consider, if you think about it, if you are successful in life, you look through this, ah, you you'll probably identify with some of the qualities and traits. Yeah. It, it cannot be that you are not skillful, you are not diligent, you don't investigate the appropriate means, and you don't act and arrange everything properly, and somehow, wow, your, your business or your career just keep going. Yeah. Very unlikely. Yeah. So, next. And what is the accomplishment of protection? Here, Bhyagapaja a family man sets up protection and guard over the wealth acquired by energetic striving, amassed by the strength of his arms, earned by the sweat of his brow. Righteous wealth righteously gain. Thinking, how can I prevent kings and bandits from taking this away, fire from burning it, floods from sweeping it off, and unloved airs from taking it? This is called the accomplishment of protection. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, all this is related to welfare and happiness of a family man in this very life. Yeah. So, this second one is from the first one. You have a, a good job or career, and you are successful. Then, um, having earned the, the the wealth righteously, that means in a proper way. Yeah not engaging in any of the evil livelihood, wrong livelihood, but you uh, earn your keep without harming others, earn your keep in the proper way, righteous way. Then, in that way, if you, uh, if you further, uh, after that, you, you don't uh, take good care of your wealth. Then what will happen? Uh, so here, the least over here is actually uh, also described in other sutras that in our life there are <clears throat> one, two, one, two, three, four, five. 
Yeah. So there are five thieves in our life yeah, who will take our things away. Yeah. The kings, the bandits, fire, flood, yeah, and unlove your ass. Yeah. Uh, after you die, your ass take it away from you. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes even when you write the will, then <laughs> also cannot decide. Uh, that's why whatever you want to do, you better do it while you're alive. And now I must go to the toilet. Let her give a you give give her a chance to give Dharma. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, and what is so the next one mm, this one about protection yeah so uh, a family man sets up protection and guard over the wealth acquired by energetic striving amassed by the strength of his arms earned by the sweat of his brow righteous wealth righteously gained thinking yeah so uh, the five I mentioned uh, I mean it's basically from this list and uh, by protecting your wealth, <clears throat> you you can actually be happy. Yeah. Uh, why? Because if you don't protect and it's taken away, you are not happy. <laughs> Very simple. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, very interestingly, in the Buddha's time, it stated, "How can I prevent kings and bandits from taking this away? Bandits is easy to understand. Kings." So you know when we when we read about (laughs) 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 
Well, uh, since since the past in countries with monarchs, uh, if you think about it, uh, I think taxation. yeah, taxation started from monarchs. And if you think about it, the early kingdoms in Europe were basically bands of uh, of uh, people who who dare to harm people and kill people. Yeah, go ahead, no. You are you are vicious enough to say you don't give me, a, I I whack you off. Yeah. So what we call 弱肉强食的时代. And so then they basically form uh, tribes and then kingdoms. The so-called kingdoms are really how you call it, like Sanzai like that. <laughs> yeah, the early ones really basically a Sanzai. Yeah. Uh, that's why they have terms like uh, the the fiefdom, the stronghold, you know. The early ones castle came much later. Yeah. The whole idea of a palace or castle came much later. And what do they do? They basically say, okay, here I declare myself king and this whole land, all of you are subject to my rule. Yeah. And I offer you protection in my land. Hmm. Hey, who gave him the land? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why in many countries, not just European countries, but in many countries, then you need some, uh, what do you call that? Uh, one very elderly Israelite man told me difference between legality and uh, eh, what is the other one uh, legality versus I think authenticity yeah so legality is basically just whether it's against the law or not against the law but whether you are you have the birthright yeah do you have the right to do it <clears throat> not just on paper but People, you know, in the heart, agree. Yeah. So in many countries, they have um, the religion. Yeah. Doesn't have to be the church. Huh? Before Christianity came, other religions were used also. Yeah. So uh, using that to oh yeah, one is legitimized. The other one is what? authenticity. Uh, I'll tell you when I think of the proper term. Uh, basically, to give them the Credibility to say that I am uh, the rightful king. Yeah. That's why, huh? In a way, the mandate. Yeah. So that's why you see in the West we have the God anointed king, in the East, Zhen Ming Tianzi. Throughout history. Uh, throughout history. So, uh, what do they do? When you are the king, you know what you can do? Do you know what you can do? <laughs> Whatever you want, you can just take one. Yeah, basically that's the whole idea of a, of a kingship. Yeah, uh, and so a lot of the terms we use in modern society, such as a title and a deed, actually came from those days. Yeah, and in the early days, you you have a crest of the king that you say the title. This title is given awarded by the king. The king allow you to have. To own this parcel of land, otherwise everything un- under his uh, kingdom belongs to the king. Yeah. So see it's here. Yeah. So of course, uh, in modern times, uh, slightly better lah, slightly better. 
Yeah. Uh, because we are protected by the constitution. Yeah. In modern democracy, we are protected by the uh, by the constitution, and that's why when I was in university, I wrote to the PMO <coughs> to ask for a copy of the constitution. Never got a reply. <laughs> they must have what else And not to claim credit, but today you can find a copy of the constitution online under statutes.gov.sg. Yeah. Uh, I, I, when I was in university, I was part of the pioneer batch for my hall to start the hall committee. And because we are the pioneer batch, we drafted our own constitution based modeled after other halls. And through that process, I learned about the importance of the constitution. And how, how about our own country's constitution? Because the constitution is a legal contract binding the state, the people, and the government. Yeah, the the government or the the, the parliament uh, is voted in uh, by us. Power vested in them through the people, uh, according to the constitution. Yeah, constitution defines clearly what are their powers and uh, responsibilities. Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, no! Actually, rightly speaking, <laughs> rightly speaking, la, rightly la, Singapore by right and by left, ma. <laughs> by right, I uh, know. Yeah, I, I will do editing later. <laughs> yeah. Well, initially, if you listen to early ones, I don't have time to edit. But the one of the reason why the recently I don't upload so quickly, because I realized. Sometimes the front part record a lot of the chair. So I chop, 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 chop. Yeah, so including these kind of things. But uh, these are things that most people don't realize or don't think about. Yeah, because the fact is, I mean, this is not politics, uh, it's just uh, what you call that uh, general knowledge. Yeah, because the difference between a monarchy and a democracy. Why is it that some countries are willing to die to become a democracy yeah, versus a monarchy or dictatorship or so and so forth? Uh, it's because <clears throat> if you think about it, uh, in Singapore, one guy come with a device, then scan your thing, then eh, please, 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 I, I, I just, I just uh, you know, I'm going to go off. Parking warden, why one must you be so well? And that is the rule of law. Yeah, and it's because all of us, consciously or unconsciously, agreed to the constitution and the and the charter of laws and so on. And because we agreed, you know, there was one day I was in the highway, or uh, not highway. I before I enter highway, someone drove me. Then while at the traffic light, I saw cars come and then stop and so on. You see this every day. But that day, it dawned on me. I was like, oh, this is the sign of civilization. This is a symbol of humanity. That all you need is some colored lights, you, uh, you, you stop, no? And yeah, you, are, you would stop, you would try to stop, <laughs> you know? And because of that, we are able to share resources. Because of that, we don't do stupid things just because we feel like it. <laughs> yeah. 
this is important especially to Buddhists. Why? Because Buddhism is structured, the religion is structured less like a monarchy, more like a democracy, like a republic. Yeah. Because in Buddhism, <coughs> we don't say, oh, the top person, Sulaswan. We say we follow the, our constitution is the Dharma Vinaya. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, anyway, too much, uh, think about it. <laughs> So next, and what is good friendship? Here, Yagapaja, in whatever village or town a family man dwells, he associates with householders or their sons, whether young or old, who are of mature virtue, accomplished in faith, moral discipline, generosity and wisdom. He converses with them and engages in discussions with them, he emulates them in regard to their accomplishment in faith, moral discipline, generosity, and wisdom. This is called good friendship. Mm. Yeah, so this third category. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, if a person just spend their life earning money and then keeping their money and buying things, then uh, you can have some happiness. We don't deny that, but your happiness will be limited. Yeah. So this third category, you may you will probably find uh, inside the third line, faith, moral discipline, generosity, and wisdom. Yeah, these are the four qualities that has been repeated a few times already. Yeah, this four. So. Um, in whatever village or town a family man dwells, he associates with householders or their sons, whether young or old, who are of mature virtue, yeah, accomplished in faith, moral discipline, generosity and wisdom. Yeah, so this is what we call associate with the wise. Yeah? Yeah, so here it gives a very clear definition of who to associate with. In the past, somebody has asked before, uh, but in Buddhism we talk about compassion so if we only associate with the wise then how about the fool and before we become wise aren't we the fool then why would the wise want to associate with us you want to go and associate with him then but it's because you are not wise then you want to associate with wise but then the wise would not want to associate with you because you are not the wise so it becomes a conundrum huh? yeah, so uh, the solution out of this conundrum, or, or rather, a simple way of looking at this is only if you are able to lead the fool away from foolishness, yeah, then you associate, you allow association with the fool. If you are not there yet, then you better keep your distance, yeah, uh, then you better try to associate with the wise. It is just like how we tell our children in school. Yeah? Uh, if you are not so good in maths, then you better go and mix with those who are good in maths. Otherwise, you mix with someone who is worse than you in maths. Then <laughs> yeah? But if you are really good in maths, uh, some parents who are good will teach the children, uh, don't be so selfish. Your good friend is not so good in maths. You should help your good friend. Yeah? Uh, so... Uh, when by associating, 
it is not just meet up with them, then have barbecue, karaoke, then chit chat, drink wine, no. Uh, what does he do? He converses with them and engages in discussions with them. Yeah, uh, talk to them, engage in discussion with them. Yeah, not just go and enjoy, do enjoyment with them. Yeah, <clears throat> but further, he emulates them in regard to their accomplishment in faith, moral discipline, generosity, and wisdom. Yeah, so one could, like, we could perhaps. Assume that when he converses with them and engage in discussion, it is related to these four areas also, yeah. And in this way, this is called good friendship. Yeah. So once a week, we all meet together. Yeah. We learn about the Dharma. Uh, so this is good friendship. But now in in Buddhism in Singapore, we have a slightly different issue. Yeah. Because for many Buddhist groups. When they come together, whether it's for dharma class, meditation class, puja, they just meet for that, and after that, oh bye 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 then, and sometimes doing bye 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 then, bye bye. Before before. Yeah, this is the the norm. This is very common. Yeah, and. So for many, I mean, you all ask yourself, not not yourself, but ask ask yourself about your friends. Most no most, you know, so most the most Buddhists, right? They have different circle of friends. They have their Buddhist friends. <laughs> then they have their social, their real friends. Yeah, most most Buddhists have this kind of distinction. No, their Buddhist friend is actually Buddhist friend. When it when it comes to going to the temple, then this, then they will chill these friends. When it's some way by, then they meet, meet these friends. When it's a Buddhist film festival, then they meet these friends. Normally, want to watch Wonder Woman? No, no, don't. No, sorry, I, I already watch with my my other friends. Yeah, this is the problem in Buddhism. Not just now, no. For the longest time, it's like that. The reason why some other religions. Uh, can steadily grow and you know we, we always say yeah, you, you know in university a lot of them already have uh, their own religion why? because they don't have that separation and that's why for us we see I keep trying you know having some other not so purely dharma dharma but you know that you go for what I was also throw or hamblang throw dharma all over the place but there are people who once they see outdoors don't want to go and I confront some of them. <laughs> this is who said they, they pay one. I confront them. I ask them. I mean, only those that I know better, lah. Then they they pay they pay They say, no lah, so good. That one, oh yeah, very social. I don't want to go. <coughs> social. I I I will go to pub. I go, I do go to pub. Not that I don't go to pub, but I go to pub with my friends one. <laughs> what wrong is this? <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, personally, extremes are not good. So if a person only has Buddhist friends, it's also not healthy. Then after a while, we become insular. But if a person has totally separate groups, these are my friend friend, this one is my Buddhist friend, temple friend, it's also not healthy. Yeah. That's why in many places when I conduct classes, right, after the, in, somewhere in between, I'll organize a lunch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I agree. And that's why I don't encourage I don't encourage nor uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't agree with some people who totally only like the circle becomes isolated, you know, only temple friends. And some of them uh, would just like distance from them, so called normal friends also. That's also not so healthy. To me there should be a balance. Yeah. And uh, if we can strike that balance then it becomes more natural for us to bring our family into Buddhism. Because if we ourselves already have that segregation, then for, for us to bring our family into Buddhism, it becomes quite unnatural. Uh, so, uh, good friendship. Yeah, good friendship. Uh, I mean, I have to be honest with you all. When I was in NTU, I was one of the renegade. <laughs> I, I'm one of those who have friends all and circles all over the place. Huh? Yeah. But uh yeah. Yeah. I was really busy. Uh. I was busy with so many things. I was in even in university I was in JCRC, I was in Taekwondo, I was in NTBS, I was still involved in scouts in secondary school, I was involved all over the place. Anyway, come. And what is balanced living? Here Vyagapaja, a family man, knows his income and expenditures mm, and leads a balanced life, neither extravagant nor miserly, so that his income exceeds his expenditures rather than the reverse. Just as a goldsmith or his apprentice holding up a scale knows, by so much it has dipped down, by so much it has tilted up. So a family man leads a balanced life. Uh, so this fourth one is that how can you make sure that the way you spend your uh, your your wealth uh, is not too uptight, not too stingy, and at the same time you don't overspend. Yeah, very simple advice. Chinese we have this saying, Yeah, Your income must not be. Uh, must not be lesser than your expenditure. Yeah. But of course nowadays, I must say not just young people, people in general, yeah, have this mindset, wow, you know, anyway, bank give you cash line, give you this and that, yeah, give you three times your salary, uh, line of credit, then give you a checkbook, wow, they send it to you, then 
push it down your throat, or force you at gunpoint, or okay, maybe not gunpoint. Yeah. So actually, not so deep, not so difficult. Yeah. Actually, it's not so difficult. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, if if a person since young is used to just getting whatever the the heart pleases, then he's just he or she is just used to wow, see see this on the buy, see that on the buy, then not enough, swap card. Burst that, burst this card, apply for another one, apply, apply, apply. Yeah. Past few years, there was a period of time, there were a lot of articles about uh, 20-something bankrupts. Yeah. Um, to the, nowadays, there's seven reports, few reports about this. Doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah. Probably, it's probably because now it's not just the 20 something, 30 something, 40 something, <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, very dangerous. So, <clears throat> next, the wealth task amassed has four sources of dissipation. Yeah, so when you amass your, your wealth, you try to lead your a balanced life. But here, the Buddha highlights four sources. Yeah. Four ways that you can use it up. Womanizing, well, very directly. Drunkenness, gambling, and evil friendship. Just as in the case of a tank with four inlets and outlets, if one sh should close the inlets and open the outlets, and there, should, there would not be adequate rainfall, a decrease rather than an increase of the water could be expected in the tank. So these four things bring about the dissipation of amassed wealth. Yeah. <clears throat> so womanizing because this is directed to men. Yeah. But nowadays it's not just uh, can be manizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nowadays equality. Yeah. Yeah. In, in many cities, this is a <laughs> yeah. So the second one is uh, drunkenness. Yeah, if a person indulges in drinking, so it seems the Buddha's time, drinking is a source of using up your money. Yeah, because no end, you know, yeah, no end. Gambling. Yeah, Singapore seems like we are fulfilling every single karma. And evil friendship. Mm. So evil friendship will encourage you to do the first three. So, yeah, or, or the or the person actually in uh, in the Sigalovada Sutta it goes into more detail talking about how uh, those friends who ask you to spend uh, late nights in the streets, yeah, uh, at unearthly hour, loiter the streets, yeah, and then do all kinds of things. So all that can help you to lose your wealth. Now here it's important to note that these are uh, inappropriate ways to use your wealth. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that, oh, using your wealth is wrong. Yeah. It doesn't mean that. But it means improper usage of your wealth, you should avoid. Yeah. So similarly, there are four sources for the increase of amassed wealth abstinence from womanizing, from drunkenness, from gambling, and from evil friendship. This is basically the opposite. Just as in the case of a tank with four inlets and outlets, 
if one should open the inlets and close the outlets, and there will be adequate rainfall, an increase rather than a decrease of the water could be expected in the tank. So these four things bring about the increase of amassed wealth. So these two sections is actually explaining the, 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 the first part there. Now, what is balance leading? Yeah. How do you make sure that your income exceeds your expenditure? Yeah. So, in today's society, not just this four, yeah, not just this four. Taobao uh, is a way for you to <laughs> yeah, dissipate your wealth. Yeah. Shopping. Uh, what else? Gambling, of course, we have our two casino. Yeah. It's, it's there. Uh, but uh, even before that happened, there's the 4D. Yeah, 4D. Why is it that it is such a real gambling? Because of the promise of manifold. Yeah, it, it taps on people's greed. Imagine if you if you gamble and it's always you you put five dollar, you win five dollar. Who want to who want to play? Yeah, you only win back your capital. Nobody want to play on, right? It's always because you put one dollar, you have a chance of winning two hundred dollars. Wow, lang pay All you need is you hear someone. Oh, that day I just you know and you know saw a car. Then wow, number quite nice. I buy. Then hing hing shui shui. Wow, I want two hundred. Wow, then you. Wow, the heart. Tum 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 tum. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever gone to any casino before? This is too Oh, as in you win a lot of money, one time. What do But Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so, so how many of you have won money from casino before? Yeah. Uh, as in, in your whole life, total net, you win. How about that? How about that? Uh, how much do you win? I uh -huh. oh, oh, I, I, But after I win everything, I, oh, I, cannot, I cannot do this because my heart is popped. <laughs> 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 and, and how much do you win? Don't. Fifty dollars. <laughs> but it was a hundred percent. Ah. 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 <laughs> so how about the rest? How about the rest? So uh, Shifu have a similar experience. There was once a friend of mine invited me to, to go to Las Vegas. Usually I don't go to casino. When I go, I go to Las Vegas. But that was before I become a manga for the records. <coughs> so uh, I didn't go... Well, I, I st we stayed at the Bellagio. Uh, it was quite new at that point in time. Anyway, we went to different. We went visit all the different uh, one. Uh, 
MGM, whatever. So at one of the the place, I played slot machine. Uh, I don't know how or why lah, but I just felt mm, can. So it's quarter, you know. So play 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 play. That's it. I think I gonna one three seven. Ding, ding, ding. Dun, 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 dun. Then one place I won uh, twenty five US or something. Then after that, okay. Once you win, you must leave that machine because it is a uh, it is uh, an algorithm. Then I go around, try a bit, try a bit. No, no, no. Then after that, I try another one. Then the other one, I think I won fifty. So total, I remember I won seventy five dollars from Las Vegas. And like him, okay. Oh, you, you, you took it back? Oh, okay. You didn't go and reinvest it back? Oh, okay. Uh, please go and collect. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, uh, a long time ago, <coughs> someone told me this, this uh, concept. So, I was, I mean, to begin with, um, I wasn't interested in money, like. I mean, even in the past. So it, it was more like for fun, and it was it was more to me a mathematical challenge, like, hmm, interesting, in terms of mathematics. So um, I was sharing with a friend about like why would why do people come and gamble? You know, you know, you cannot win. So that friend told me this. He said, "You said, well." Those who come and gamble and try to win, they are coming for the wrong reason. See, you should consider uh, like bowling. No matter if we win or lose, it's to call down the drain one. Anytime you throw, is is basically down the drain. So when you go to play bowling, you don't think that, oh, after I, I bowl or three turkey, then after that, the, the establishment must pay me $10. You don't think that way, ma. When you watch a movie, you know how much is it? 18. Huh? 18. $10. You're paying for the experience. You don't think you want to go and make money. But sometimes so, it's not just a game, but play the jackpot, which is fun. Ah, yeah. So, so and, and that's the point, you see. So, my, my friend said if a person can go in, with a fixed amount, with this mindset, I'm there to have entertainment. Then there's lesser problem. It is when those people think ah, they want to go there to earn money. I mean, I we, we see from movies ah, there are those professionals who really do that for a living. But how many people can do that? Yeah, so the trouble is, there are a lot of people who think that they can go there and get lucky. Yeah, that's that's one of the problems. But by and large, there are people who ask me, Shifu, how come gambling isn't considered uh, one of the preset? Yeah, so this is very interesting. Because gambling itself, <clears throat> you're not directly harming anyone. You're not directly harming anyone. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But the act of gambling doesn't harm anybody. The, you know what I mean? You, you just sit there, you look at your cards, that doesn't directly. But uh, in this sutta, in many sutta, the Buddha actually spoke against gambling. So, um, the five precepts focuses on those where your intent is directly uh, rooted in harming. Yeah. So, it doesn't mean that all other things is okay. As I always highlight, the Sutta never say that I cannot speak at others. <laughs> right? It never say, uh, uh, I shall not, I, I undertake the precept to abstain from spitting at Thomas. Never say, huh? but we shouldn't speak at Thomas. Agree? Say yes. So, while gambling is not against the precept directly, it is also um, something that one should avoid. Yeah. So, these four things, Vyagapaja, lead to a family man's welfare and happiness in the present life. Four other things lead to a family man's welfare and happiness in the future life. What for? Accomplishment in faith, moral discipline, generosity and wisdom, uh, which we have covered uh, in our previous sutta and mentioned earlier. Yeah? So, uh, in the earlier part, association with, wise, with, with those who are wise, who are accomplished in these four, then uh, one should cultivate them. Yeah. So, and how is a family man accomplished in faith? Yeah. So this sutta give more description on what it means. Here, Bhagavadja, a family man has faith. He places faith in the enlightenment of the Tathagata. Yeah. So this is the definition. So the blessed one is an arahant, perfectly enlightened, accomplished in true knowledge and conduct, fortunate knower of the world, unsurpassed leader of persons to be tamed, teacher of devas and humans, the enlightened one, the blessed one. In this way, a family man is accomplished in faith. Yeah, so, when you read the English verse, <coughs> you may not be familiar, but this is basically the Itipiso Bhagava. Yeah. So this is actually the chanting that is found in Theravada Buddhism. Yeah, so if you huh? yes yeah in past part four there's the uh, yeah in so on in Theravada they list out nine but actually the Buddha has more epithets than this yeah so and how is a family man accomplished in moral discipline here but Vyagapaja, a family man abstains from the destruction of life, from stealing, from sexual misconduct, from false speech, and from wines, liquors, and intoxicants, the basis for negligence. In this way, a family man is accomplished in moral discipline. So this is basically the five precepts. And how is a family man accomplished in generosity? Here, Vyagapaja, a family man dwells at home with a mind with a mind devoid of the stain of stinginess, freely generous, open-handed, 
delighting in relinquishment, one devoted to charity, delighting in giving and sharing. In this way, a family man is accomplished in generosity, so in giving. Uh, so the mind itself is not doesn't have traces of stinginess, huh? devoid of the stain. Freely generous, open-handed, delighting in relinquishment. Yeah, so it's not just about giving, but delighting in relinquishment. Yeah, delights in giving. Yeah, so in internally in the mind, externally, yeah, and not just giving, but giving open-handedly. Don't hold back. Uh, or the person, <coughs> let's say, uh, uh, need some food, then you look at the person, then go inside, open the fridge. Uh, okay, la, just, just one. Uh, give you one apple. <laughs> yeah. Give openly, open-handed. Delighting in replenishment, in relinquishment. One devoted to charity. Delighting in giving and sharing. In this way, a family man is accomplished in generosity. So last part. And how is a family man accomplished in wisdom? Here, Vyagapaja, a family man possesses the wisdom that sees into the arising and passing away of phenomena that is noble and penetrative and leads to the complete destruction of suffering. In this way, a family man is accomplished in wisdom. This is actually quite high. Yeah? Possesses the wisdom that sees into the arising and passing away of phenomena. Uh, this is not ordinary already. Huh? Able to see the arising and seizing of phenomena. That is noble and penetrative and leads to the dis complete destruction of suffering. So here, it probably indicates this person uh, should be uh, at Sotapanna. Yeah? So doesn't have to be Arahan yet but it's on the way there. <clears throat> These four things by Dyagapaja lead to a family man's welfare and happiness in a future life. Yeah. So this number point number four, um, in effect, in Buddhism, or rather in our life, if we can reach Sotapanna, then our future life is safe, truly safe. If we don't reach Sotapanna, uh, there's still a bit of a risk. Mm. At least stream enterer, yeah, sotapanna. Then you are safe. Yeah, then you are safe. Yeah. So, not just for enlightenment, but not just for present life, not just for rebirth kind of happiness, but also to make sure that your rebirth is not in the lower realms. Because once you reach stream enterer, then you will not be reborn. Stream. Stream. You know, Xiaoxi, stream. Stream enterer. It is a metaphor that the Buddha gave. Uh, he gave the metaphor, just as a leaf dropped into a stream is carried by the stream all the way to the ocean. Yeah. Similarly, once a person has penetrated into the Dharma, he will be taken along by the noble stream, the noble eightfold path all the way to enlightenment will not will not suddenly come out yeah. and that's why if the person uh, uh, do not have the high faculty at most seven lifetimes back and forth yeah. 
qi fan sheng shi. But if a person put in strenuous effort, put in diligence, may in that life, yeah, immediately attain arhan. So the term stream enterer. Then the next stage is once returner. Yeah. So after passing away, reborn in the heavenly realms, the next life come back once as a human being, and after that confirm attain arahanthood. So this is the second stage. Third stage after passing away, get reborn in the heavenly realms. Do not come back anymore, because the cankers for sensual desire has been cut off. Then the fourth stage is what we call arahanthood. Yeah. So tapana. Sakadagami, Anagami, Arahan. Okay. So with that, we stop here. Uh, page one two six. Page one two six. Huh? Yes. Uh, wait, hang on, hang on. There's a question. There's a question. Mm. Here, extravagant is about being spending on themselves. But open-handed open doesn't mean that you, you just anyhow spend also. Open-handed means that you don't, uh, you don't, what do you call that? Uh, uh, you don't, you are able to give, let's say, eight pairs, but you, oh yeah, I just take out one pair and then let your cut and then each one have a thin slice. Uh, Open-handed means that. Uh, so really the Some of the terms, the translation, uh, not all of them agree with each other. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <coughs> fortunate. Uh, fortunate. Lucky one. Uh, the blessed one. Fortunate. Sugato. Yeah, Sugato Loka Sugato. Uh, the fortunate one. The. What is the other translation? Sudato Lokabido. So Maybe have to check uh, why he translated in this way. No, uh, fortunate one. Uh, actually, it's very close to the blessed one. Uh. Yeah, 
fortunate one, fortunate doesn't mean that. I know it, it seems to have an implication, uh, but doesn't have in that. Uh, doesn't have mean that it's a belief in fortune. Uh, so it's, uh, it can be to describe that he has uh, he, he has merits, I think. Uh, but let me go and check. Okay, come. Let's